can't do it. No fucking whiskey coffees on a Monday. Unfortunately. Oh, you're lonely. Goddamn pagan fucking country. <laughs> yeah, you're drinking out of your Guinness glass. They're not pagans, Protestants. Do what? I said you're drinking out of your Guinness glass. Out of me Guinness glass? It cracks me up that every time you do that, you have to drink out of that glass. <laughs> What bothers me about bottled Guinness is I can never get the head right to the pint line. So it makes me feel like a little girl. So I have to do two of them to hit a singular pint. And that is a damn shame. This is riveting for the audience. Yeah, no, I think I remember actually um, St. Patrick's Day last year. Boom. <laughs> You had taught me how to pour a beer properly, and then I tried to pour your Guinness the same way, and you yeah. were like, no! <laughs> You're ruining it! All the foam's gone! Yeah. No, you need the foam. That is the perfect Guinness. <laughs> About an inch ahead on the top of the beer. Let it breathe. <laughs> now let me finish my Bud Light. Welcome to the Nightmare Box! <laughs> Classy bitch, you. Okay, minute 14 into the episode, we... Just started to do the introduction there. Jax, welcome to the Nightmare Box. <laughs> Presenting Mistakes Were Made. My name's Brett Bloom. I'm sitting across from the beautiful, the effervescent director, Kristen Pennington. The chilly Kristen Pennington. The chilly Kristen Pennington. The, have a blanket. The, the comfy with the blanket Kristen Pennington. <laughs> and we are off to a start. <laughs> it's a cold day. It is a but cold I day. But I didn't get any snow, and that's just a damn shame. That is a bastard, and we will get into that. Um... We worked all day today on our work. We had an actual Nightmare Box Productions Day where we woke up. An hour after we woke up, we were working on something cool. We left there. We ate breakfast burritos. We started shooting our new short film. Um, then we went out and we found location. And we started fucking looking at location. And we're going to talk to you on the podcast, which is still a part of the job. Eight fucking hours of creativity, America. It's possible on a Sunday. <laughs> I do feel fairly productive. Yes. Actually, yeah. And I backed up all my um, memory cards finally. So yeah. <laughs> our, our first thing that we were doing today, I got the warning message that the memory card was full. And I was like, no. <laughs> Thankfully, I have multiple memory cards. So that wasn't really an issue. Yeah. But they're all clean now. So I even got that done. Goddamn right. She was like, I'm uploading the last one. And it was like seven minutes left to go. You know, it was like 15 <laughs> minutes of files that needed to be moved. It was brilliant. We, we did good. Yeah. So uh, do you want to talk about the first thing we did today? Are we going to start there? Yeah, go for it. Um, I don't know how much we can really talk about it, to be honest. It's not official yet. Yeah, it's not um, official. I mean, we can talk about it all we want to. I don't think they're going to get upset that we're giving them a plug on here. Yeah. Um, so, the animal control from Missoula is potentially looking at doing videos to kind of promote the shelter, promote the animals, yeah. and hopefully help. Um, That's where I work, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully help. Um get some of these animals adopted out mm -hmm. that have been just kind of sitting for a while so we went and um did some footage of one of the dogs today probably going to go back next weekend and shoot some more stuff yeah. but yeah we're we developed potentially a, making yeah. a movie for the animal control shelter we, we were getting the information of how they wanted it to look i was writing out like a uh not a screenplay what would you call that like a like shot list yeah. yeah like an outline while Kristen's, you know, asking for more information. So we've got this thing. And then they went off to go meet the dogs. And I stayed right there in the little office and doodled out a little list of, bop, 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 this is an ABC commercial. We are good to fucking go. <laughs> so that'll be exciting. Um, what, what was it like working with animals as opposed to, is that a thing that you've done before? Uh, not just animals, no. There was like a... Like, one of the very, very, very first videos I ever did, um, it was, like, a sequence where hmm. it was, like, one of my first film classes that I ever took, so it was, like, really basic beginner stuff to kind of just teach you, like, the different concepts, and one of the ones that I had to do was, like, just a montage video of different types of shots, and yeah. they told you what shots you had to do, and um, it was, like, you know, a pan, a tilt, a zoom, a... Mm -hmm. a canted angle or whatever just stuff like that and like one of them was a jump cut and uh i did one which was pretty easy with an animal <laughs> where um 
the animal was running around like being silly and like there was just like a jump in the cut, you know? So you could tell like, oh, like the dog was here and then the dog was here. So uh, that's the only time I've ever really worked with uh, animals for anything. And it is much more difficult because they don't listen and they no. don't care that they're out of focus and they don't or... care if they throw rocks at your camera oh, lens. I, I forgot about that yeah we were shooting a clip of what's the dog's name grim he's a beautiful beautiful pit bull he looks like a marine we've got him a little camo jacket that he wears around he's so fucking cool he had this little like small rubber disc that was almost like frisbee yeah. shaped and he picked it up and like folded it in half in his mouth and there were rocks in it and um he accidentally popped it open in my direction. All the rocks shot at me. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. I'm pretty sure one of them dinged my camera, but yeah. hopefully the glass is fine. I'm hoping, like, when we go and blow it up on the screen, that you could see one of the rocks come in. And we could yeah. probably, like, highlight it. Kind of like the bottle cap shot that we got um, for the first short film that yeah. released date unknown. Um <laughs> <laughs> but we get like a similar shot with the rocks kind of coming up at the camera would be awesome. Yeah. I don't know how clear it was, yeah. but uh, yeah, I'll have to go back and look at it on the camera. That was kind of neat. Yeah. But it's freelance work, you know, We're probably not getting paid, but not. Uh, not for the initial one at the very least. Uh, but it's freelance in a sort of, you know, kind of way. It adds to your resume um, as an artist and it builds community relations. So Which I think is... if you make a really good film and they do wind up using the film and film i'm using very loosely because it's not very long yeah, at all it's a commercial. Yeah, commercial but if that is a thing that they like and they want more of that that opens up doors for you if other people see that and they want that sort of thing done for whatever their cause is that opens up doors for you so it's all positives yeah and too um i like regardless of whether or not it amounts to and it helps um, the animals, which yeah, is well, why I work there. <laughs> so I should have. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. I was going to say, you know, even if it doesn't amount to any other work or there's mm-hmm. no pay or anything like that, and it doesn't go beyond just this one video, I do think it's still kind of neat and mutually beneficial. It's ideally going to help some of these animals that have been yeah. just kind of stuck in the shelter get out of the shelter. And then it's, you know, community outreach for mm-hmm. us specifically. So, you know, it is like us, like giving back to the community yeah um so yeah i'm excited this might be the first time i've ever given back to my community you were drunk santa i was drunk santa (laughs) (laughs) that's community i was was in high school (laughs) that's how my life went one night i found myself like half a bottle of jameson in in the back of a pickup truck being driven to like different neighborhoods and i was hammered and i was talking to your children so if you <laughs> can't remember what that episode was, was called 17 year old santa claus in the back of like a ford f-150 that you took your kid to see that was probably me and i was <laughs> drinking in the back of that truck so see i was sober at the animal control shelter <laughs> i've grown in like the past 11 years proud of you <laughs> I, I you know I, I try to set standards for myself he says as he drinks a bud light with a guinness waiting with a guinness waiting <laughs> it was fun though i enjoyed it did not want to get up out of bed this morning because it was our yeah. only day off to sleep in together but we, we got so <laughs> hammered last night i spent 30 minutes trying to convince Kristen to do a drunken episode and she still couldn't she wouldn't do it with me but you were so fucked up you're like doing shooters of wine glasses in the kitchen <laughs> It's like, dinner's ready? And you're like, oh, no. I was not. I was not. I made dinner. What you, are you talking no, you about? You weren't that bad. You weren't that bad. But you were initially just going to have a quarter of a bottle or whatever it was. And then you wound up doing that one in and half of another one. I told you not to buy me more. Went hardcore. Well, I, that's the most alcoholic thing you've ever said. You can't just have a spare <laughs> bottle of wine. You shouldn't no. have brought more alcohol no. into the yeah, house. What are you I thinking? I, I can't control have, myself. I don't have self-control. I don't buy chocolate or sodas. I don't keep those things in the house. Your mom <laughs> sent us all these chocolates, and like every night I'm trying to coke spread into eating chocolate yeah, with me. Which is like the equivalent of like me doing a line of cocaine. I go fucking ape shit. That's why I don't buy these things yeah. and keep them in the house. I had like four pieces last night. I was fucking rocking back and forth on the couch. Like, I can't handle it. <laughs> I would just eat chocolate for dinner, so. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't have any self-control. Thank you very much. You shouldn't buy me wine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
but yeah, we, we worked on the commercial thing. We worked more importantly after we left there. We uh, had a breakfast burrito because it's Sunday tradition to, to like brunch or breakfast burrito. It used to be Saturday tradition too. Yeah. <laughs> down yeah. to one breakfast burrito day. But <laughs> oh, no. One day. Every day will be breakfast burrito day. And then I'll be just 300 like, pounds. Just like one day, every day will be work eight hours on your personal life goals day. But I'll also probably still be 300 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to play with fake blood, and I finally got to get a haircut, so I'm fucking thrilled. <laughs> Best part of the whole Best day. Best part of the whole day. <laughs> I, I had like bloody finger stains all over the apartment Yeah, now you and... left uh, blood on the light switch, and I yeah. did not clean that off. I so. was praying that somebody would come in while we were in the middle of filming that, so I could like shake their hand, because I looked like I'd just murdered somebody in the and, next room. And um, for the first time, Brett, let me put makeup on him. Yeah, I had um, black eyes. This or like sleepy eyes. Yeah, like this uh, morning. dark like, shadows under your eyes. Basically, already already had. <laughs> we accentuated them. I felt pretty. <laughs> I like that you didn't even put up a fight though. I was like, oh, I'm gonna put makeup on you. You just go. Oh, I'm gonna sit down then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put my podcast on. I, I agreed to the uh, the blood. Um, what are the tips and tricks? Do you have any off the top of the dome for makeup? Because you were testing it on your skin and forgot, and then you looked down, and it was like I'd punched you in the hand. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I uh, minored in theater whenever I was in school, so um, I have, like, a couple of, like, leftover makeup kits yeah. from where um, I did a special effects makeup class for about a year. Mm-hmm. Um and the company that we went through for my class was Ben Nye, I believe. And it's a bit more of a more expensive makeup brand. They do have um, a lot of different really cool things that you can buy from them, though. They have, like, latex so you can yeah. make wounds. And they have, like, pre-made blood, which is what I put on Brett because it's a... Uh, Better consistency, better mm-hmm. color, and more expensive than the whole chocolate combination yeah. that we were talking it about. It looks the other and day. smears just like blood, but yeah. it feels so sticky. sticky. It's very is, syrupy. Like it's everything that I like, like. I've had blood all over my hands before, so like, it, context. I it, okay. I can't really discuss <laughs> it, but I didn't kill anybody. Um, but I, I've had a lot of blood on my hands all at one time, and it does like smear like that, but it's not like that. Really, really sticky. Yeah. Like, I felt like I had a tack on my skin. Yeah. 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 And um, that is, I feel like with this make, or this blood, like, the nice thing about it, though, is... um, It stays. Yeah. When you do, like, the syrup, make your own combination, the color fades, and it slips a bit Mm -hmm. more, and this one stays in place where you put it, and it keeps that vibrant, bloody color, and it's really handy. So I will, to that end, promote, if you're trying to do minimal amounts of blood, actually buying, like, good quality pre-made, yeah. like, effects blood. This wasn't like I was bleeding blood. Yeah, this was, was like just... somebody else was bleeding and I had touched them. Blood. Yeah. yeah, so, like, if I was doing, like, whenever we did the dolls, like, a mass quantity of blood, like, pulling on the uh-huh. carpet, like, just for that, I would just do the make-your-own-blood. It's cheap, it's easy, and it, it is almost always effective. Yeah. Um, but for the shot, like, it, it was just better to use the effects blood that I own. But, um... There is also a company that I stumbled across on Amazon, I think, right after I finished my uh, makeup effects class that has, um, which Ben Nye sells these too, but they have these things called Bruise Wills. And, hmm. um, is that what we were using? Today? Yeah. Um, we weren't using the Ben Nye one, though. Um, and uh, I can't remember what the other one is. There's like a Bruise Will and like a Scar Wheel or something like that. They're like, it's literally just a palette of like, four or five different colors and depending on how you layer the colors you can make wounds and bruises and stuff like Mm -hmm. that the trick is just kind of knowing what um depending on what you're trying to create what the color palette would be so like if it's a brand new bruise it's more red and purpley and stuff like that and like older bruises have more green textures on them which is why i bought um the bruise wheel that I use today, it's a company called Mayron, I believe is how you pronounce it. It's M-E-H-R-O-N. And um, the bruise wheel that I bought from them off of Amazon was bigger than the one I got from Ben Nye. Cheaper, and it had a green color in it, which mm-hmm. the one from Ben Nye did not have green in it. And um, old bruises that are like kind of fading away tend to have greens and yellows yeah. and stuff as their undertone. Um, so. Up and- they hit a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so 
um, there's tons of videos online where you can research, like, layering the colors to create it. But, like, for Brett's, I just, um, I dabbed a little bit of green just to kind of give him that, like, sickly look under his eyes. And then um, a little bit of purple and a little bit of, like, a dark maroon color mm-hmm. because uh, under eye bags tend to be kind of a purpley texture. Yeah. Or purpley color, so... You nailed um, it. Like, I looked in the mirror, and I was like, man, I look like shit. I was like, oh, it's, it's makeup. the makeup. Normally, well, normally it's the hangover. <laughs> I did it to my hand first just to yeah. test it, which I recommend if you're new to it and you don't know a lot about it and you're just trying to practice layering, like, practice it on yourself first. Like, I did it on my hand to see um, what color palette I was going yeah. for for Brett, and I put a little too much green on mine. Which ended up making it look more like I had a bruise on my hand, and I looked down. I was like, "Well, fuck! When did I get that?" And I was like, "Oh, that's the makeup." Yeah, who did I hit with my thumb? <laughs> so yeah, uh, the trick with the makeup, though, I use those little super cheap um, triangle little sponges you get in the makeup section mm-hmm. for like a dollar for like fifty of them, and I will tear the very tip of the triangle off because then you get the texture like the sponge is like all bumpy and ribbed instead of perfectly smooth and i use um the rib texture to kind of get it into the pores and stuff a bit better like dab it yeah yeah you don't yeah Yeah. you don't swipe it you literally tap it into the makeup and tap it onto the skin and you just keep tap 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 tapping Mm -hmm. and then layer on the colors as appropriate for whatever your look you're going for so yeah um it's not that that aspect, just doing bruises and stuff, really isn't very complicated. There's tons of videos on YouTube, and it was, like, one of the first mm-hmm. things I learned in my makeup class, so it was nice to get to pull out that old trick Fuck again yeah. today. <laughs> Goddamn right. And you you learned a new trick today, because Kristen's been wanting to build a dolly, and I'm going to talk to our uh, friend slash family member slash I'm not sure the relation. <laughs> um, my family's confusing. Uh, but he is an engineer and he's invited us to work on basically whatever we want to work on in his garage. So we're going to pick up some things and try to build a dolly. But what did we use today? Because Kristen wanted a dolly shot and Kristen gets her goddamn dolly shot. I have a little skateboard that I have never used yeah, for skateboarding. Yeah, board. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um... I thought about riding it from the storage unit oh, back to the apartment, and I was like, so I can't. I can't do this. I'm gonna fucking die. My foot is bigger than this board. <laughs> yeah, I bought it because I thought I was gonna learn how to skateboard, and I have zero balance and coordination, so I don't know why I thought I was gonna learn how to skateboard. <laughs> yeah, side note, uh... <laughs> I, I thought I was going to be a skateboarder when I was in middle school because all my neighborhood friends were skateboarder people. Um, and then I broke a number of Walmart boards in the garage trying to learn how to do the little jump thing, the, the ollie. Um, and I stuck with it for a, a while. And then my dad took me to the skate shop and bought me like a proper like zero skateboard. Mm-hmm. And then all those friends stopped talking to me. And Aww. uh it was just me doing ollies until I eventually broke that board, too. Oh, no. <laughs> Sad. That's Brett's skateboarding story. If anybody is out there well, in the world that just needs that well, for, for inspiration, go hug your little skateboarder friend. Please don't break my skateboard, because it turns out it's a decent dolly. Yeah. Um, well, but we're gonna... Switch into the Guinness. All saints for service. All right, go ahead. Um, yeah, we're going to build like a, cause there are different videos you can look up online mm-hmm. for how to build your own dolly. They're pretty expensive to buy a proper one. So we're going to make our own. <laughs> Is it smooth? Oh my God. It's smooth. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, <laughs> you'll get your freaking me out. <laughs> I wanted it's not a um, visual podcast. Okay. I was doing the sign of the cross <laughs> on my forehead with Guinness. Go ahead. I'm ruining the show again. <laughs> you haven't even had chocolate. What's I know. your excuse? I know. I'm listening. Um, I really wanted, we're working on the January, or we were working on the January assignment today. Yeah, and the um, silent film. Yeah. And I really wanted a dolly shot for part of it. And um, I was like, because I couldn't find my skateboard, like Brett thankfully mm-hmm. found it. Um, I was like desperately trying to figure out how to come up with it and um if you don't own a skateboard and you don't want to buy a skateboard that you don't need and you don't own a dolly um i briefly considered putting the camera on top of the vacuum yeah. and <laughs> using the vacuum <When> you... <laughs> <laughs> 
When you, I came back up with a board and you were explaining how you were going to do that, I was blown away at the ingenuity of that decision. I was like, it's ridiculous, but it might just work. I was like, I'm not giving this up. Yeah, we could like tape the camera. <laughs> you can also, which I've never done it before, but I've seen it done before. You can also like, if you have like a flat, smooth surface, like a board or a table or whatever... Um, get like a towel and yeah. put the camera on the towel and just drag the towel back. Just make sure the towel's not in your shot, obviously. But um, yeah, I was like going through all these, like, how am I going to pull this off? Yeah. I couldn't remember, or I can't remember, um, what they used as a base for their dolly in the dolly shot. But in the Evil Dead, like the original Evil Dead film, uh, when he's running through the woods, there he's basically dragging it like there's a rope tied to his belt that's tied to whatever is dragging the camera and he's just running full tilt through the fucking woods probably they, something yeah. much more stable than a skateboard no it was like a college film it was like a do-it-yourself shot from you know start hmm. to finish um and he about broke the camera a whole shitload of times because the thing that they were on top of just kind of kept sliding over because it was running too fast or taking the corners too quick food for thought I'll show it to you after the show and if you're at home go watch the evil dead chase scene where he's getting chased by the spirit hmm. but yeah. so I well we were talking about speaking of the dolly um, I have been feeling spontaneously more creatively inspired yeah. lately which is kind of where the dolly concept came from um, I, when we did the dolls, was the director. I was not the cinematographer. I did shoot part of it, yeah. um, just because there were a couple of days where our cinematographer could not be on set, but for the most part, we had a cinematographer that shot almost all of it, and I am a terribly indecisive person. Yes. I don't like deciding <laughs> what we watch, what we eat for dinner, uh, where we're going. <laughs> I don't like deciding anything. Left or right, if we're just aimlessly driving around <laughs> yeah. town on a location shoot. Yeah, I don't. I don't like deciding things. I'm not a terribly difficult person to please, but I feel very nervous about having yeah. to make decisions. So, um, like when we did the it dolls, pairs well with my reckless abandon from time to time. <laughs> yeah, sure, whatever like, you want to do. Fuck it, let's do it. Let's blow up a car. No. <laughs> But, um, sure, Kristen. We'll kill the neighbor in the new movie. I did not. I have <laughs> never. Don't you dare. <laughs> oh, it's definitely not where the blood came from. Mm. Awkward silence. Sips tea. <laughs> but like, oh, it's age preserved. Why are you interrupting me so much? We have show notes. You have show notes. <laughs> yeah, just cut in after awkward pauses. Go ahead. You're terribly indecisive. <laughs> Now you've made a decision, that is, you know what you want to talk about, dude. You just sit away here. Yeah, if you could just not talk. Right, this well. is the Kristen Pennington podcast. Okay, I'm going to drink the Guinness. <laughs> you better not sit over there and be quiet. If you don't talk, this show goes to shit real quick. This is extra stout. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so when we shot the dolls, um, I mean, I was the director. I was the one making the final decisions, and I'm the one who edited it. Yeah. The whole thing together so um i made a lot of choices creatively about how it ended up being mm-hmm. um but i did like our our cinematographer destiny was fantastic um it came in with her own like uh I'm blanking on the proper term for it but she had like her own set of like shots and like inspirations mm-hmm. and stuff that she was like well this is how i feel like it should look and you know what I like and everything and like we talked about it and um yeah I put a lot of like trust in her and was like yeah you do your thing like um I'll tell you if it looks bad whatever keep going you know and so I when we did our first big short film didn't have to make those decisions a lot like it was mostly just like if I didn't like this it's like no no no, let's like switch this or Mm -hmm. whatever you know and like with this one I am directing and shooting or with the past two i am directing and shooting them entirely by myself and um yeah i stood there you acted in it you're in it (laughs) (laughs) oh i'm sorry in my head i was thinking back at like the animal control thing (laughs) no i was like i stood there on the side no the short films yeah um no i mean you've been a huge part of it but as far as like having to make those creative choices in the moment 
um, they're falling on me because there's no one else. Like, I'm no. the one behind the camera. You have to make the shot. Yeah, so I have felt um, spontaneously more creatively inspired a lot more lately than That's awesome. I have in the past. And, like, we've talked about that whole concept of, uh, you know, with King's thing, like, um, showing up regardless. Yeah. And, you know, the muse doesn't come to you. You show up. And, and sometimes the muse doesn't show up at all. Yeah. yeah, and you still have to show up anyway. It's you coming to the muse versus the muse coming mm-hmm. to you. And I have never, I don't think, at any point felt that level of inspiration. Like, whenever I was a kid, like, I wanted to be a writer or whatever, you know. But I never was like, oh, I've got this beautiful idea. Yeah. You know, just like... Most people don't make enough time for the silence. Yeah. <clears throat> and, like, a lot of the time whenever I've felt that spontaneous like oh we should do it this way or Mm -hmm. it should be done this way or i need to make this change or whatever it's been completely outside of the actual filming moment which is kind of strange like we've been doing all this work and i've been thinking about it a lot more lately but then like we'll be randomly driving down the road or i'll be at work or in the shower or whatever and i'll be like oh that's a good idea (laughs) well you had one today we were on location and i left Kristen in the jeep and i went and looked at this thing that is going to be in the silent film uh, briefly. I need to, I want to do some history to figure out why it's there, but we'll get into that. Um, too vague for radio. <laughs> <laughs> but walking away from the thing, you had the whole shot in your head. Yeah, I was yeah. Uh, sitting in the car because Brett was like, um, we have this specific spot that we want to shoot, and Brett was like walking over there to like get a better look at it, and I was sitting in the car because he had to like cross across an active is it a highway i guess it's a highway it's a highway but it's dead as fuck yeah yeah, there's not a lot of traffic there but the traffic that is there drives 55 miles an hour it drives by the cemetery so it's like industrial park in a cemetery and you get like three cars an hour to go through yeah so brett was like kind of checking out that spot to just get a better look at it and i was sitting in the car waiting on him and uh he came walking down along the road on the other side so that he could cross back over to where I was. And um, I was literally just watching him like, that's the shot for yeah. this scene. Like, that is the exact shot happening right now. <laughs> you got it. So, yeah. it's You show up enough for the muse, and sometimes the muse follows you around and just keeps whispering in your ear, like, hey, jackass, wouldn't that be cool? Like, <laughs> wouldn't that be fun? And it's it's been nice, too, that... Um, I love when that happens. Like I've, that's why I carry my little uh, moleskin. I, I've got quotes from people. Um, speaking of which, I'm probably going to use it, but I'll burn it like right here. Uh, we've got this dog that I showed you today uh, that came in under bad circumstances. And the owner came in yesterday and we talked for like 10, 15 minutes, probably total time, like in little chunks. Yeah. Oh, sorry. And he says to me, you think you're a grown man till someone takes your dog away. I like that. Which implies now I feel like a boy. Like the loss of my animal has turned me back into a child. It was one of the most poetic things I've ever heard, and it just happened in conversation. So I carry my little moleskin, and I find that the muse likes to follow the little moleskin. (laughs) I feel like a carrot. I'm like, come here. Send me interesting situations. I need them to fill the book. (laughs) I think for me, the most interesting thing about it, though, is like, um, I don't know. I don't feel like I ever really had, I mean, maybe it's happened once or twice before, but I don't feel like I've ever like really had like those kind of moments. Um, or at least I didn't recognize them when they were happening. Um, but I feel like there's this, or I have this misconception anyway, that, when people talk about the muse or their inspirations or whatever, it's this big shining glorious moment where it's like, Oh my God, I've just yeah. suddenly transcended you know, into the yeah, spirit. And, like realm. I'm about to yeah. create my masterpiece and it's all just going to be golden. And like they're tiny moments. Like they're never very, very tiny. <laughs> yeah. They're never like I pictured the whole film just then it's yeah. like, that one scene would be cool that way or it's like when you smoke too much weed and then you have a thought that like shoots you off into like 15 transcendental thoughts and then you can't remember what the initial (laughs) thought was you just have those 15 (laughs) and then they're slowly gonna dissolve like the feeling like you know what i'm talking Mm -hmm. about it's not the exact same thing 
But like you see somebody in the supermarket, they walk in a funny way and they put their hand in the wrong pocket. Like a dude goes right hand, left pocket, you know, <laughs> some absurd like that. And you key in on that and you're like, what the fuck? You know, it, it, what comes out of your brain if you think of that person as a character instead of as a person, mm-hmm. at least from the writer's perspective, is completely irrelevant to right hand, left pocket at the end of the character when the character is fully developed that might just be like a weird little tick but it's just an aside that has birthed this whole other thing yeah and it's uh like i I feel like too the more you start paying attention to those tiny Mm -hmm. like moments the more you start to appreciate them like collectively like this film for the january's assignment is the silent film quote-unquote silent film there's no music or dialogue but the point is that it's heavily reliant on the sound of the film so even like whenever i was taking my shower earlier there's a scene where um, Mm -hmm. brett's character is in the shower and um it's just him (laughs) name's not brett in the script him and her (laughs) i said your character i didn't say brett i said (laughs) brett's character um but uh there's uh, a shower scene regardless um it doesn't show anything but you hear the shower and so that's a thing that i'm gonna have to think about when i'm editing that later and like while i was in the shower i was listening to the way the water sounds and it's like oh, if you put your hand under the yeah. water like it pauses that sound for a moment and then you get that cascade of like water hitting the shower and it was just like a really subtle thing that you do every day mm-hmm. that nobody ever thinks about and i was like what can i do to like make the sounds of the shower like more interesting so it's yeah because you can just run the shower and, and that sounds different steady... than somebody moving in it with yeah. the water falling yeah i do that with things that touch like uh from a writer's perspective like i see like a weird stain on the counter you know that's like sticky or something like that i like to like run my fingers through it or like tap it i like to like get that tactile feel yeah so that i can try to put words and attach it to that thing yeah. or i look at weird stains or you know strange houses you know <laughs> but it's neat though because it does make me yeah. feel i guess like i said because i've never really experienced it before it does make me feel like i'm growing as an individual artist you are it's like noticing things that i wouldn't have noticed before and it's like people refer to it, you know, as the muse and stuff a lot, but to me it's almost like you're your own muse, like you're kind of awakening your own creativity. I mean we can get into a whole religious conversation <laughs> where we believe that we are all God, just experiencing Well I was just saying though, instead yeah. of this concept of it being this thing that shows up for you, like you have to show up and then it it is you. Yeah. But you have to, like, pull it out of yourself, and the more you do you it... You have to snatch the mask off your face and be like, this is how I see the world. I'm allowed to see the world this way. And no 9-to-5 job is going to force me to, you know, put the blinders back on. You have to see the world that way. And it's been, it's been cool, too, because this one... Or you which... could be an attorney or a <laughs> fucking accountant. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if you felt that way when you were writing it, because these, mm-hmm. uh, the December script and the January script are two very vastly different films, um, in story and concept and everything, but, um... Same brilliant leading actor. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, it's been... Two haircuts. <laughs> <laughs> it's been cool, because it, it, it is two very, very different films for me, um like creating them artistically like film wise mm-hmm. they look completely different from each other so it's been kind of cool to like have that moment of like what we were talking about earlier like you can be like stripped down to the basics and still make a pretty and meaningful like film yeah. versus like our december one is like a little more over the top and extravagant and i feel like it fits the mood like and mm-hmm. then this one's like much more stripped down and simplistic and it's it makes the climax of the film like it's like hitting them over the fucking face with a mallet you know because of one change in the simplicity so it's been kind of cool to like recognize like Mm -hmm. you can do both again like sometimes doing less is better and sometimes like being a little more like extravagant like 
helps really sell it. So it's been a weird transition for me because it's like, oh, like all the colors on everything in this (laughs) one. I was like, can I light this with just one light? Well, yeah, I mean, you... You need to know when to pull your punches, you know. You can have a very, very violent film that goes way out over the top. You know, I'm going to reference the same couple of movies I always reference, right? So you can have a very violent film that is very violent in music, very violent in performance, very violent in lighting, very violent in actual violence, um, such as The Devil's Rejects. Like, that whole movie is gritty and violent. It kicks you in the face, right? Or you can have your No Country for Old Men. Well, won't dive into that one. <laughs> but, you know, bland, silent shots mixed with gratuitous violence. And when the violence happens, it, it happens. Like he cuts into the guy's throat with the handcuffs and takes him out on a tile floor. Beautiful shot. Um, but more importantly, like Halloween, where there's no blood in that movie. The original the original, you know, 76. There's no blood in Halloween. Yet, it is one of the most terrifying and remembered as one of the most violent films of all time. Yeah, that whole sequence when he's got her, like, in the closet is... Yeah, and she stabs him in the eye with the fucking... Th- yeah, you you don't see a drop, I don't think, in that entire movie, the first one. I don't think you do. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's all black and white. um, (laughs) You see a guy get pinned to the door as a silhouette, but you don't see any blood. He's not, like, disemboweled, like, saw-level gore, you know? It's undertone, 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 and you use the tension as opposed to uh, using the lights or the dialogue. Yeah, and um, I was telling Brett earlier today, um, I I mention him far too often. Yeah, I'm your (laughs) co-host. I was telling Brett today, I know, I mention him far too often. He's on this show far too often. He's the only other person I know in Montana. I don't know why he's still here talking into his own computer. What the fuck is going on in my life? I didn't mean you. No, uh, I was was talking to Brett about um, David Sandberg again earlier today. And like, I I know... Who is he for a reminder? uh, He's the one who did the short film Lights Out, which became a feature film and his career has kind of taken off since then. And like, I... I mention him far too often on the show for honestly not being a particular fan of his feature films. Like yeah. I, I've never watched any of his feature films. I'm not saying that they're bad by any means. You're a fan of his story. I'm a fan of his ability to put so much suspense in short films. Like I've watched and his relationship with his wife. And, well, yeah, they're yeah. they're and his um, bottom as the story. Okay, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I, <laughs> I thought you meant like his stories that he no. writes. Um, yeah, like his ability to take a non-existent career and like kind of like what Brett and I are doing, you know, um, building it from the, <laughs> building it from the ground up yeah. and creating something meaningful out of not extravagant gear and mm-hmm. not flashy stuff or knowing someone or whatever. Like they, you know, did a, several short films that were really popular and one just really took off. And, um, which, like I said, I'm not discrediting his feature films. I've never watched any of them. Yeah. They may, they may be brilliant. I don't know. We should make it our mission to <laughs> to watch Lights Out for as much well, as I we did praise. Annabelle it. creation too, um, but the the short film Lights Out is fairly brilliantly done. I mean, there are definitely freakier things out there for it being a short film, though. It's mm-hmm. very simple. The lighting is very simple. The concept is very simple, and the only big thing is the creature at the end was, you know, something he did digitally. Yeah. And so I'm sure he spent a fair amount of time on that. But for the most part, these are really basic, simple films that rely on just building tension. Why um, I love Hitchcock. <laughs> I will say um, my one thing that I'm kind of like, eh, about his films are his monsters are always literal monsters. And yeah. some people like that kind of horror. I'm not against that kind of horror by any means, but I do prefer psychological like I know trauma. more schizophrenics than I know monsters. <laughs> yeah, so like, <laughs> um, I, I guess with that, I'm kind of like, oh, the monster doesn't always have to be a literal monster, mm. but his films are very, or his short films anyway, are very well done. So, like, I was watching a video where he was talking about that concept of 
sometimes less is more and like the way he was doing one of his short films and like again the monster in that one is a literal monster yeah. but with like our January short film I was kind of like you know what how can I make this just about the character and not about like the flashy equipment or the mm-hmm. lights or the mood I'm purposely trying to set so it was something I was trying to consciously keep in mind like how can I keep this like at its core and then just the situation be the thing that, that grabs you. This is just a story about a man. Yeah. yeah. So, like, Brett and I tend to do, or, you know, Brett writes the stories. Um, Brett tends to do more psychological trauma, and I, I tend to enjoy. Um, <laughs> Brett causes psychological trauma. <laughs> uh, Brett is psychological trauma. I'm just a walking ball. I saw your face walk- when I said that. <laughs> a walking ball of bipolar meets post-traumatic stress. <laughs> It's working at an animal control shelter. It's just everything that I've ever done has been traumatizing. It's just been 28 years of straight trauma. (laughs) I am psychological. I need that as a tattoo. Psychological trauma. Shoulder to shoulder on the front. I believe they call that the chest. That's my my hope for this January film is I like the story quite a bit. And just um, keeping it simple and making the story and the characters kind of the focus and I like depicting a story, I guess that grabs people versus like, Oh, like look at these pretty shots that Kristen (laughs) did, you know, Kristen's pretty, pretty, pretty shot, shot, (laughs) shot. We we even DIY our drops. We don't, (laughs) (laughs) but it's, it's been nice too. Why am I talking so much on this episode? I feel like I'm doing all the talking. Because uh, I wrote down the notes based on what you wanted to talk about. And now I'm letting you expand that I'm drinking Guinness. I feel like I'm running away. No. Um, with the episode, not literally running yeah. away. Um, I wanna run away. <laughs> say goodbye. <laughs> no, I'm just hanging out like Chester Bennington. Oh, I didn't. Aw, that's not nice. I sang a Link. I said I sang a Limp Biscuit song. I sang a little Linkin Park song. I figured you were going to cut me off that's and not, not nice. let me get all the way to the literal Punchline. suicide of. Yeah, that's okay. That's dark. Not as psychological dark as, trauma. I haven't made a single Kobe Bryant joke, and Aww. I just found out he's no, dead. No, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> that's not nice. We're not going to talk about that. Kobe, go ahead. <laughs> But it's it's been rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. I never been a Lakers fan, but that dude was a great rapist. <sighs> Why do you do this? To me? Why do you do this? Go to ahead. Me? No. <laughs> You're terrible. No, Ari Shafir is terrible. <laughs> Anyways, I'm talking um, to like five people babe, in Quebec. Babe. <laughs> <laughs> um. See, I take it back now. I was about to talk about our dynamic, but I no, no, you just try to no. Sometimes you hold the reins. Sometimes I hold the reins. (laughs) Sometimes nobody holds the reins and it goes off the wire. Yeah, your helicopter crashes. (laughs) Oh, babe, stop! (laughs) Don't make me edit this part out. (laughs) I don't think that this is gonna be a drop in the pan for. He's dead. He's not yeah, mad at us. Yeah, sad. It is sad. Um, anyways. Hey, listen, great <laughs> basketball player. Babe. Incredible. <laughs> Go 23. Oh, okay, so this moment aside, it's been cool <laughs> too though. Because uh, like, I feel like our like working relationship has... I knew the feels were coming. That's why Yeah, I did so that. you sabotaged me. Yeah. <laughs> for the record <laughs> actually super sad about the kobe situation but go ahead um like i feel like our working relationship has grown and changed a lot too because i mean that was the thing we talked about when we first launched this podcast um brett and i did hello fresh together for a while which we need to start ordering from them again and do miss ordering from uh, them. Uh, we've been kicking their ass at their own recipes yeah we d- we do Definitely make them better, but um, <laughs> it was fun though because we would like get oh, completely blast. different foods than yeah. we would ever make. But when we first started dating, I'm a terrible cook. Period. I'm not particularly yeah, great I, even I, now. You you got to quit down talking yourself. You're 
body in this shit. I've done a couple of really good ones lately. You've killed the past, like, 20. <laughs> but um, Brett and I weren't good, period, cooking together. Even if the yeah. meal turned out great, there'd be this weird stress in the kitchen where, what are you doing, and what are you doing, and yeah, who's taking care of this? Because when and... you met me, I was just, like, listening to Alan Watts lectures and getting way too fucked up, and then, like, kind of cooking his music. And then you were like, we need to do this. We need to do that. And it, it, it clashed hard. And now <laughs> I just dance in the corner. <laughs> well, now we've gotten to a point, too, where it's like, well, I'm going to do this and you're going to do that. And we'll just do it, mm. you know, instead of like, we got to step by step this. It's like, oh, you're doing the meat. I'm doing the veggies and yep. we'll mix them together and it'll be good. <laughs> but, yeah. How does um, the seasoning smell? It's like, eh, it needs more of this, needs more of that, needs less of this, you know. Yeah, that helped a lot with the meatloaf. I was like, I don't know what to do. Can you season this? Yeah. No, we were like wine cooks. We were kicking ass. <laughs> but like we started with HelloFresh and we've kind of developed into just... HelloFresh might have saved our relationship. <laughs> if I'm on, I'm honest, and this is not a paid advertisement. God knows I fucking wished it was. But <laughs> <laughs> I need to get back on Podbean and send out more than one email. Podcorn. Whatever it is. <laughs> um, but no, for real. Like, we had no idea how to communicate. Like, we were flailing in an early relationship, and, like, I didn't know what you needed. You didn't know what I needed. We couldn't do, like, the simplest task felt to me is cooking dinner and eating dinner. And then here was this thing that would show up, and lo and fucking behold... You take step one, I'll take step two. And we kind of figured out how to talk to each other by creating fucking scallops, you know, <laughs> which is not a thing I'm ever making. I'm never making scallops. <laughs> I don't know the first thing. I know Gordon Ramsay yells at a lot of people about scallops. That's the only <laughs> thing I know about scallops, you know. But we learned how to communicate in the kitchen almost silently. You know, mm -hmm. like talking to each other, but like music blaring in the background and being like, oh, a little more of that, you know. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like a... Recipe calls for three more green onions. It wasn't like a step-by-step, -step, like, how do I do this? Yeah. And let me tell you how to do that thing. So, yeah, like it did kind of help us learn how to talk without mm -hmm. having to spell everything out to each other, I guess. And it filled creatively the role of it wasn't school. It wasn't stressful after we kind of got a hold of it and from a creative angle um if you're having a hard time like if you're stuck with your creativity learn a new skill <clears throat> learn how to cook i knew how to cook now i know how to cook <laughs> i'm still not <laughs> so good like with salt meats. and pepper and i'm like go fuck yourself <laughs> i'm not good with meats at all like i struggle with meat so i let brett do all the meat yeah, but I'm my meat struggles but it's just because i have a drinking problem <laughs> uh, but it's like it's made it too because then we started doing the podcast i guess sort of around the same time yeah and um the early ones were rough <laughs> yeah for sure and um like we've learned a bit better like on this episode we famously haven't been like what's the next show note <laughs> i haven't looked at my show notes <laughs> we've just been literally talking because we kind of sort of knew what we were going to talk about already and there have been some other episodes where it was like well, what do you got and yeah. this is what i got and <laughs> like we've gotten better just through like the yeah. podcast about and today when we were doing the commercial Kristen did it all by herself. Like, I gave her a thing, she looked it over, she stuck it in her pocket, and then I just kind of stood in the corner and waited to be asked if there was anything that I needed to do. I just hung out. Well, you offered to you... hold the audio recorder, too, and I didn't have to ask you to do that. Yeah. So that was, like, we've kind of learned how to, like, give and take where we need. Mm -hmm. And, um, like, even with, like, the short films and stuff, it's it's been a lot of, like... You write it and I read it, and if either of us feel like we need to make adjustments, we make adjustments. But if it's like small stuff, like we don't really like ask the other person. It's yeah. like, oh, like we kind of get how the other person would feel, and it's like, okay, well, this is how this is going now, <laughs> and like it, it's turned out good so far and everything. Like, yeah. so it's been kind of cool to like 
develop this like working trust with each other where it's like Brett's got his end. I've got my end. We're good. We've basically been with each other for like two years now, right? Like we don't have an official dating date because it took me uh, like a year to see if you wanted to be my girlfriend. I just assumed that that was already well established and we never needed to have that conversation. <laughs> but yes, two years. Yeah. Somewhere in that. <laughs> Sometime in a three-month span. Um <laughs> So, I mean, there's an element of that. Like, we're very comfortable with each other and we've made a lot of, like, massive decisions um, with one another. But artistically, it has been mind-blowing to, like, hand you something and then see you interpret that something. If you have a question or if you're stuck, you come to me. And then outside of that, I just completely fucking trust you with it. It's like, no... Yeah, sure. Put makeup on me, and I'll stand in the you know bathroom with oh. my 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 half shaved head and my Sir hairy hands. Finger. I got hair on my hands. <laughs> I was like, my nose itches, and I can't do fuck all about that <laughs> because if I try to itch my nose, I'll get blood and hair all over my nose. <laughs> I did like though today was kind of fun because like I liked that. Um... Today was a fucking blast. Don't try to write it off as kind of fun. No, but no, but like, you, if with like other people you work with or whatever, like it's almost like you have to baby step them into it. And like, you and I have now at this point like done enough stuff together and like been dating, you know, for two years and like know each other, like on an intimate enough level that it's like whenever. You're doing the shave scene in front of the mirror. I don't have to say, hey, like, look depressed or look sad or yeah. whatever. It's just, okay, shave your head now. And yeah. then... I always look depressed and sad. <laughs> and then, like, with the the dolly shot, like, I don't have to say, hey, aggressively yank up yeah. the backpack. It, you were just like, I got this. <laughs> and, like, walked off. I was like, yes. I was wearing a towel around my waist. I just got... <laughs> I was just getting ready to get into the shower. I was, like, in the middle of shaving cleaning myself up nice and neat and uh you were like okay now you can step in because like because of the dolly shot i couldn't be where i needed to be to Until pull I was the closer. backpack so i was like waiting watching you and then step around the corner and whoop got it <laughs> but i liked that though i didn't have to say like hey like yank it up kind of aggressively so it's a sudden motion mm-hmm. like you were just like yeah that's what we're doing and i was like yes that was exactly what i wanted yeah, i am aggression <laughs> <laughs> I am psychological trauma. <laughs> and then even, oh, what was it? Oh, yeah, we were talking about the weather earlier today, and it's yeah. not as mundane as no. it sounds. <laughs> so I was talking about the weather with my girlfriend. <laughs> we have fantastic missionary sex. <laughs> no, so we were talking about the weather, because part of this short is outside. Yeah. And um, I really kind of want a very specific mood for the outside shots, and... Like we I talk about the weather as the uh, greatest way to say we only fuck for procreation. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about Some the weather movie. in the context of shooting yeah. a film. Um, we need yeah, fog or snow. and <laughs> Everything that I've ever heard about Montana is it's nothing but fog <laughs> and snow. And we found the one weekend where it somehow snowed, but it's been 46 fucking degrees in January. <laughs> So nothing stuck and it was just... I wrote a script thinking we were basically nothing but snow for the entire month. But the point is, like, we were talking about the weather earlier today and I couldn't find the word I was looking for. I was like, well, we'll go out to the location and just kind of see how it looks like. I'll bring the camera just in case. But I was like, I don't know that we're, Mm -hmm. you know, actually going to shoot anything because I was like... I don't think this is the weather that I want. I was like, you know, I'm looking for weather that's like, and I was just like, I couldn't find the word. And you were like, isolating. I was like, yeah, that's the weather I'm looking for. <laughs> it's like, that's been, I don't know. It's been a fun transition because I feel like the more we do, it's like, it's like he knows what I'm thinking. It's the mind <laughs> He's mouth. in there. I am. I'm in the mind mouth. <laughs> so, hello fresh. Hello fresh. <laughs> We'll gratefully be your advertisers. And then it's from, it's Bairn. I feel like I can get Bairn before I can get HelloFresh because Bairn's limited regionally. And then I feel like I can get HelloFresh. And then I feel like I can get Guinness. I get Guinness, we get the Irish. Irish. I can blow up all the cars I want. (laughs) Oh, no. Of course, that's where that was going. I am Irish. 
just gonna <laughs> give me a call. But tonight we're eating Italian food, so we're gonna get off here. We're going to go make us some goddamn spaghetti, and I've got enough beer to kill myself. So if you don't hear from us on Tuesday, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> My liver swole up trying to think about this dog shit movie that we watched last night. Oh, no. That caused us to drink so goddamn much. Oh, no. What was the name of that film? Uh, All Light. Must end or something, something along those lines. Something it's about, about the light yeah, it's about a a woman writer lady, um, and I've got problems out the ass with it. That's so Tuesday's episode. That is Tuesday's episode. Um, all light will end. All light will end. I wish that movie would have ended itself, um, and that's what the next episode's going to be on. We're going to go right back into our two-star Tuesdays. So watch it, because we're telling you in advance for once. Yeah, you're goddamn right. Go on Netflix, find All Light Will End, and if you don't immediately kill yourself and everybody in the room in opposite order. um, Tune in on Tuesday. Tune in on Tuesday. (laughs) Because I guarantee you, I'm going to be more upset and drunk on that episode than I've been upset or drunk on any episode in the history (laughs) of the Mistakes Were Made Two Star Tuesday podcast. (laughs) (sighs) It's personally offensive for you. Until then, tell us um, where they can post all their stuff about their encounters with the muse. If that happened to be like a photograph that came through their mind, they might... Find us on Instagram at Nightmare Box Productions. Or they could like flippity flap over there to the Twitter. At Nightmare Box Pro. And you can tell us all about the Muse experience and, you know, less than 240 characters. Or you can go on over to Facebook. Facebook.com slash Nightmare Box Productions. Tell us over there too. Personal message us. Trust us. We've got plenty of inbox space. I put up a photo on both the Facebook and Instagram from the film today. So if you want a sneak peek at Bloody Handed Brett, that's on there. And we're probably going to put up a bunch of goofy pictures because I spent about half an hour with all of my hair gone. (laughs) So those are probably up there. Um, And you can find those on the Instagram or the Twitter or, you know, we got to get so much better at the social media thing. Who's left? YouTube. Oh, God. And the website. Do No. Well, we, we have a train for those, and I fucked up that train. Um, <laughs> go over to YouTube.com slash Kristen Pennington. Over there, you can go ahead and you can watch the dolls. Which you is that 6,000 views. 6,000 views crazy. on the dolls. For so, two people from Tennessee who moved to Montana. People who were actively trying to not be in the business and start their own goddamn business. That's, that's which a, I know, I know 6,000 probably seems like... Play numbers to some people, but yeah. for never having sent it to a film festival, never having like aggressively promoted it, like we we talked about it a lot leading up to it, and we still talk about it now, but we didn't, you know, spend millions of dollars promoting this. It's film. a college film. Yeah, and yeah. six thousand views is it's pretty the first awesome. Nightmare Box production. <laughs> So go watch the dolls over at YouTube.com/slash Kristen Pennington, or you can go over to the website at. The nightmarebox.blog. And it'll be up in the top right-hand corner. I'll keep telling you that my book's in the bottom right-hand corner. It's not. We have to fix it. It's that. not there. But you can buy The Madman Diaries over on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. I think there's a couple of copies on eBay. Uh, or you can hit us up on any of the platforms. I'll send you the PayPal, and I'll send you the book for $10. I'll autograph the motherfucker. I'll, you know... Draw a picture on my deck. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever you want. You know, fucking, you send me 10 bucks, I'll send it to you, even if it costs me 15 bucks to get it there. We got anybody left? Um, there's also youtube.com slash Nightmarebox Productions. It's looking like we're probably going to get the silent film out first. Um, yeah. There will still be the December assignment, but um, Brett has now shaved his head, so <laughs> uh, we cannot shoot the December shots until after. Yeah, because so, I could not walk around continuing to be a big burly man. <laughs> <laughs> so the January assignment will probably end up coming out first, but that's where those will be when they're live. So just kind of keep an eye out. Um, subscribe. That would be awesome. Comment, review, share the podcast. Like Definitely uh, share the podcast and leave a review. You know, we, we need all the help we can get out here. So. And again, move to don't don't move. No, don't don't, move here. don't move to undisclosed don't location. Go find your own undisclosed <laughs> location. But uh, ooh, did we do the email? 
Did we? No. no. Um, Nightmare Box Productions at Gmail. Um, we'd love to hear from you guys if yeah. you have questions or things you'd like to hear us talk about. Or, or you want to buy the book. You know? <laughs> yeah, you want to buy the book. I'll send you the PayPal. Yeah. <laughs> or if you um, have any thoughts or questions or whatever about any of the homework assignments, um, I think when we post the videos brett's going to be sharing the script yeah. as well yeah so if you have they'll drop same day you'll get the script that Kristen was given in Kristen's film so you can kind of see where she made choices and what was originally in there and if you want to remake it you're free to remake it but yeah if you if you guys have like questions about the writing or questions about the films or whatever brett and i are always happy to answer any questions happy to help if you have your own film that's outside of our homework assignments yeah. or your own uh, book or, you know, anything that you're or your working own on. struggle. Yeah. Like, hey, I don't know where to find actors. So we could be like, okay, well, this is how we find actors, you know. Yeah. So it'd be awesome to build a closer-knit community with you guys. We, you know, spend two hours every week talking on this show, but it's not just, you know, Brett and I just sitting here talking to each other. Like, we want to hear from you guys, too, and how you guys kind of be a part of this experience mm-hmm. with us. So we would love to hear from you guys. Fuck yeah. I love you, sweetheart. I love you. And I love you guys. Undisclosed you guys. <laughs> Welcome to the Nightmare Box. Talk to you on Tuesday. I didn't know how to end it. So I'm just going to ramble. <laughs> Talk to you on Tuesday when we're drunker and angrier. You're goddamn right. <laughs>